It's time for Yusuf on security and welcome to another installment of educational content. In this episode, we will cover the process of dynamic malware analysis. And it's all coming up next on Yusuf on security. This is Yusuf on security, episode 9, recorded Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. Dynamic malware analysis. Organizations compact malware by using different tools, um, techniques, um, but also um, different approaches. Um, whether that is to do with an endpoint or is to do with a file firewall um, being etch or a internal firewall, or whether it's actually to do defending malware um, coming in through the SMTP traffic um, that is um, on the on through 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 email. Or download from the um, from the internet by using proxies. All of those systems essentially need some way of recognizing unknown threats. Um, take, for example, any file on your system today can be cl- um, classified broadly into one of three categories. A file can be known good file, in which case it should not be stopped and it should be running. So it's it's a legitimate file, is what we call. Or it can be a known bad file which should never have um, found its way to your machine and therefore should be deleted and that's what the essentially um, systems such as uh, EDR, XDR, antivirus are able to do. And then the last category is unknown. Um, so the unknown far exceeds um, the you know known or bad files um, category um, and unfortunately the world is, is is full of unknown. Otherwise, it would have been a very boring world um, if it's if it's basically um, known or um, not known. Um, um, if it's actually good or bad, but the, unfortunately, there are grey area, and those are in the unknown. Um, now, this is where dynamic malware analysis systems come in to breach that gap and reclassify that file by looking at them either statistically um, or statically, rather, I should say. Or or um, dynamically, right? So, and most of the time, these systems have both capabilities, um, dynamic analysis, but it can be um, static analysis as well. Now, all the solutions that I have uh, mentioned earlier benefits um, from these kind of systems um, because we cannot live with a with an unknown world. We need to really make sure what we're looking at and what we're using, what is actually traversing the network is either good or bad so that we can take decisive actions. For example, take the, um, you know, a proxy um, file download or a, a file that actually is attached to an email. Um, we should be able to pass that file in such a way to then really classify whether it's a benign attachment and let it go and actually send it on its way to the user uh, or block it at the, at the SMTP layer, um, either by looking at the content of the attachment or just blocking it by reputation because we know the sender or the last hop that handed over to our gateway is actually not to be malicious. Um, so that's essentially on a on a high level view what these systems do. So let's just go a little bit deeper on the benefits of those. It makes the, uh, the decision, as I said, much better and makes these systems much more faster to decide what to do with what they are contemplating. 
So essentially, it analyzes for them on behalf. So this dynamic malware analysis system analyzes file on behalf of the other systems. Um, and whether that is uh, just just a normal typical file or whether something has actually been flagged and is suspicious um, and it has such um, behavior, um, and that can be across the whole of the environment of that organization. Um, then the, the teams who are actually utilizing the security analyst or the security um, um, using a broad um, brush <laughs> will get a quite a good, rich context out of these systems, um, which are analyzing the malware. They can draw some threat intelligence, which they, they can then incorporate into their next phase of whatever they do, and whether it's to do the threat hunting or whether it's a um, IR incident response. And this really kind of, these tools armed them with an insight um, of what that file is actually um, doing, or it can quickly, it helped them quickly um, respond to, to something that is actually on the on the move. So that's that's really a, a good decision making, um, which is a fast based um, to help those security analysts. It also um, um, analyzes files um, and correlates essentially by doing that analysis on a fast scale of data, um, which can be millions of, um, of samples or even billions of malware artifacts, it helps the um, build a sort of a global and historical view um, of, the, of the malware that that typical organization is actually facing or has faced throughout history um, and, um, and actually paint those and give them a view of they would never had had if they, if, if they did not use this such system. Um, so it, 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 it gives them a visibility of what kind of threat is leveled against the, um, against the, the, the organization, um, so to speak. It helps them obviously prioritize um, threats so that they can actually build some sort of a behavior indicator um, of the different samples and artifact that the system is actually seeing um, and that helps them to do the the triage um, in a in a sort of sort of a methodical order um, by really observing what would have the most impact uh, versus what would be having less impact and then triaging and make sure that you actually do the first thing that might actually cause um, business continuity impact um, it helps them with investigation as well um, so because the security analyst will be able to quickly um, um, understand um, and, and react to the threat um, that really is taking um, causing damage to the organization um, so so it gives them that that correlation as I said um, by by utilizing both the static as well as dynamic um, way of actually analyzing another thing that is these kind of systems actually do is it, it gives the ability of a security analyst to essentially look at the malware directly while it's being analyzed um, and actually interact. Um, obviously, the, these systems have built-in, um, pre-built, I should say, um, playbooks, which they throw at the malware so that the malware is fooled because, um, unfortunately, the, the malware writers have the ability to counterattack these kind of systems so that they can preempt whether they have been man um, um, analyzed and watched. So what these systems do is they sort of do the, the, the reverse of that so that they can be able to um, um, throw in um, some sort of a obfuscation, um, um, a cloak um, over themselves while watching the malware being analysed. And that really gives them a, a, um, a much better view of the, um, of the malware and what it's actually doing. Um, and it's, it's, it's a richer 
terms, reach a way to find out what the malware would have done um, if the um, if it was actually um, if it has found its way to um, to to a, to a you know to a real um, endpoint, um, and you can see the image that is emerging out of this. So if you have a proxy, for example, that can integrate with this um, um, tool, or you have an email solution, or you have a internal and external firewall, but also maybe an endpoint um, and anything in between that can easily integrate into, into, into this system, you can see the amount of context um, that, the, um, that the security analyst can get out of this, really. And then they, you know, if they have a, some sort of a single pane of glass where they can actually see everything um, um, in, that is moving in the organization, that is really a quite a rich way of visualizing um, what is happening in the, um, in the environment. Now, how does this essentially um, categorizes malware and actually decides um, what to send into a analysis mode um, environment or not? Well, this is how they normally do, and irrespective of uh, it being a um, the the system that is utilizing this this kind of um, dynamic malware analysis, irrespective of whether it's an endpoint or whether it is a firewall or proxy or email, they follow more or less the same um, procedure. So the um, administrator enabled the system. Um, and, and actually makes that layer of defense um, active so that the system will then essentially, when a file comes in, which is in a sort of an unrecognized, um, 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 I would say, um, um, score or unknown, um, neither being good nor bad, but actually unknown, um, the system does what is called a pre-classification um, and checks whether this file really is a threat um, because certain files would never be a threat because they cannot contain dynamic um, content. So, for example, typically a TXT file would not be, but if it's a, um, you know, if it's a um, .jar file or if it's a um, one of the uh, .com file, uh, maybe exe, no one sounds an exe, but let's take it as an example. Those files essentially can are called virus carriers because they have the ability to carry virus. Or it can be even, you know, a Word document or a BDF, any any Microsoft document or Acrobat document can also carry malware and it can be complex. So the, the, the system decides whether these file merits um, and actually can carry malware. And if, 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 the, if the content has been scanned before you send to you know, the malware analysis um, tool, um, it can pre-classify the file and, and score. And if the score reaches certain, certain for example, um, threshold, it should be able to then send the, um, the the file for further analysis. So a file comes in, um, if it's good, let it go. If it's bad, block it. But if it's actually sort of a um, in 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 the middle state, um, un, you know, undetermined. Um, it will go through what is called that pre-classifier and then say, okay, does it really merit to be analyzed? Is it virus carrier? Um, have we seen any sort of a telltale sign of this being malware um, or maybe has a active content? If it is, um, give it a score. And then if it's between this threshold, go and send it for um, um, for the file to be, um, to be analyzed. Um, and the file will then be taken to an environment, um, which is basically a sandbox um, environment, um, 
and then that detonated and that's phrase used so it will basically be run um, dynamically um, if the file is actually um, if the system has the ability to statically look at the file without running and make a decision good it will actually take action um, on the spot and actually return a verdict um, back to the system that have sent the file if it is not um, then it will go one step further and say okay let's let's detonate the file let's run it and then watch and record every single thing it does um, and then a whole host of um, um, essentially um, emulation is carried out uh, recorded um, so things like um, is it creating something let's take the you know the typical windows environment is it uh, killing process is it creating all the process is it um, opening hooks on the network will it actually create registry key modifies will it create persistence and on and on and on um, will it actually you know make connection out of the machine and to what IP addresses because these kind of systems should be able to even um, mimic um, and create a emulation environment which is telling the malware yep here's a connection here's a reply you know we've, we've, we've supplied all the network and so on so everything essentially is watched from distance and recorded at the end of the the, the, the analysis which can take 5 10 30 minutes and um, depending on the complexity of the malware um, and the playbook in place the um, the system will then score um, give a overall score of how bad this malware is um, that verdict of that score is then sent back um, to the submitting system that have sent that file let's take the example of the email as I gave you and then that system is configured to say yep yeah, if it's between this threshold and that threshold do this action so the administrator can say quarantine or it can say just drop the file or we can say you know drop the attachment but replace it with the text you know the typical configuration of that system the same way the firewall can actually be the same and you know drop the traffic don't allow it um, or um, um, essentially um, um, don't 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 allow that connection proxy the same way um, um, essentially block the the download of the file if it's a if it's an endpoint um, then essentially quarantine it or delete the file and record the the activity of what has happened um, so you can see really the the, um, the the ability of this system essentially really discovering sort of a zero day um, 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 approach um, to unveil what might have been a zero-day attack. Um, what it also, also does is um, is it, it, most of these systems nowadays will be able to really map um, the activity of the malware to um, the attack um, framework. Um, I've, I've talked about the attack framework on a previous episode. Um, I don't have the, the, the episode number on top of my head, but I'm sure you will be able to just scan it um, and have a look. Um, and the attack framework, attack stands for, is, is, is from the MITRE organization, so mitre.org or .com, um, and the attack framework, the attack stands for adversarial tactic techniques and common knowledge, and that is really the what, what I call it, the periodic table of, of malware analysis. Um, so these systems map the intent and the tactics and techniques used by the um, by the malware writer. So when the system is analyzing a piece of malware, it should be able to reveal the intent of 
every single action of this piece of malware. And, and when I say a malware, it might sound to you a simple, you know, it's just single file. But no, malware nowadays is, is, is extremely complex um, and it has multiple components and it's a sort of a system on its own. So what this system is will do is will it will go and um, run after every single artifact that is made out that is making the malware and then map the intent of every single artifact to the attack framework. So if the malware is actually um, going to drop a file, then it will tag it as a dropper. It has the ability to drop files. If the malware is attempting to um, to disable the endpoint, um, the EDR, the XDR, whatever you have on your environment then it will tack that it has the ability to bypass um, security technology if it has the ability to um, create a system hook so that it, it, it allows a, a remote access um, ability for the for the malware writer to come back even if the machine is rebooted or if the process for somehow dies um, because once they establish a foothold they have the ability to, um, to to put a hook and allow themselves in every single time so then this tool, this dynamic malware analysis tool should be able to determine whether that exists. And you can look at the, the attack framework essentially really to see the, the intent and how those are mapped. Those are then catalogued and what this malware is doing is providing a a, a verdict and overall score to a system or to a bunch of systems but also it records and reports and create the rich, um, rich reports which allows the security analyst to understand really far beyond than just been a malware and that's the end of it um, it will be able to give them that rich um, capability to recognize what exactly has hit them um, and really it, what these um, are doing and especially that mapping capability is so um, extremely important um, because a, it gives you the, the the different intent and the mindset of the malware, but also um, it gives you the ability to recognize how mature this um, infection or attack is, because if it is a sort of a really the ability to um, um, to execute something, then that's far at the beginning of the kill chain or the attack framework. But if it is actually sort of a trying to do a data exfiltration, then you know, God forbid, um, it's probably going to be um, um, important for you to understand that other things might have happened that allow the attacker to reach this point because it's a sort of a domino effect, um, a step um, 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 ability to essentially do one thing after the other, the kill chain. So you need to follow those um, and, and recognize. So it's extremely important to have essentially this kind of systems um, and make sure that you are able to look into it if you don't already have and taking advantage of these tools. Um, they are extremely vital to really close the gap um, of recognizing um, zero days essentially. Um, and that's the end of the session and I hope that was very useful today. Um, until next time, I will catch you on another episode. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.